Welcome back for another helping of Oysters, Clams, and Cockles. I am Ross Bolin here with my dear friend, Mr. Barrett Dudley. Uh, hey, hey, paper people. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, paper people. Dude, <laughs> I also feel like Kindle may have ruined my use of dude. I, I'm a dude guy. I say dude a lot. Yeah. Call girls dude, guys dude, everybody's mm-hmm. dude to me. Yeah, yeah. And Kindle's a dude guy, and he's also a doofus. And it's making us dude people look not great. Yeah. Are you are you now? Are you specifically referring to dude his dudes in the texts or dudes that he says out loud? Out loud when okay. he's like when he's like dude dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's a dude guy. That's but that's I, I feel like I feel like a lot of white guys are dude guys. I'm definitely a dude guy. Yeah. It's it's. You know what I say a lot? I feel you know like more, I say a lot? more whites are dude. You know what people. I say? I say I say man a lot. Man. You do a, do you you do a I say man. man a lot too? Hey man, but you and me are gonna have a lot of these. We we've talked to each other far hey, too much. Hey man, <laughs> anytime I'm texting anybody like a friend, it especially one that's like not like a top five like lifelong friend, not a best that, friend, not a very very best friend. Yeah yeah, it's a hey man. It's a man. It's right. always a man. So if you get a text from me and it's a man. Just know that I am like five to fifteen percent uncomfortable sending you that text. Yeah, because wh- I mean, what am I gonna? Hey, hello, Barrett. Are you about to tell me somebody died? Did you just call me by my fucking name? Like, yeah. what is what yeah. is this? Are we in a relationship? That's straight. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just maybe maybe I switch from dude to babe mm. because of Kindle. But let's let's get into this Succession. I, I, okay. What episode was I do, this? I do. Um, I do want to talk about succession, but I, I, I did want to pick your brain. Just quick, off the top, aside. Can I just go off radar? Sure, here sure, bro. For sure. a second, sure, dude. Sure, <laughs> that's a good Kendall. Sure, dude. That's a good Kendall. Um, okay. Yeah, let's you're... go off. Hey, let's go off radar. <laughs> just for a second. <laughs> that's a really good Kendall. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just. I'm. We're we're talking like him now. Um, we're doing it. You're a docu series guy. You like a you like a, a solid docu series documentary. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about this trend of of docu series uh-huh. being televisionified, where they have a hit with a docu with a docu series, and they're just treating it like a TV show and being like, oh, next. I guess we should do a second season of that, even though it's a documentary, and we just told the story of our documentary. Let's milk it for a second season. What? Do, which show in particular are you thinking? Okay, of so I'm thinking of here? I'm thinking of three that I can name off the top of my head. Okay, the most egregious is obviously Tiger King, which where season two just dropped on Netflix, and it's getting like a small amount of buzz. I did not realize this, but is obviously like you know you can't you cannot capture that lightning twice, man. Like that that was that's a shameless swing to do a season two. Yeah. of Tiger King. Yes, and it and and from what I've heard, they're kind of like. Maybe kind of cooking up a little bit of drama, or just really stretching well, but, to get a but, season two. Here. But wasn't there stuff about like, didn't it become? You know how everybody watched season one and went, "Well, that lady fed her husband to a tiger." The, uh, Carol Baskins. Yeah, and then in between season one and now, Carol Baskins, like the, they like reopened the investigation in yeah. Florida and shit. So there's like, it's not like there's not stuff for them to talk about. Okay, it really depends on what they get into because Joe's in prison. That's hilarious. I want to see it. Please. I mean, see? So if they're, that's they're, the pitch. They are offering this up to you on a silver platter. Then it, I'm it, in. It, it exists. They're covering all this. They're, but they're redoing it, the Carol thing. Is it Joe in prison in the Carol thing? Yes, all of that. Yeah, that, I'm that, in for that, dude. And Joe Sadly. and the, uh, the other guy with the, that wears the bandana. Yeah, um, the other piece his, of shit. Yeah, he's he in the, the look. I'll, I won't lie. The trailer is actually pretty enticing. Hit us with it. Because this and, and at one point he just says 
Yeah, after after Tiger King, now we have more money than God. And he's Fuck like, yes, dude, what? <laughs> he's this like, is amazing. He's like buying like super iced out chains and like diamond diamond the bandana guy. Pendants. Yes, and it's like, nah, dude. I know, I know that you do not have more money than God. Like, you did not become like a hundred kajillionaire, a wealthy off person, of, off a of wealthy Tiger person King. off of Tiger King. No, you were so a that, side character. So he is definitely blowing through um, any and every dollar that is coming his way. It's it, that's exciting. It's also one to watch. Like, I personally didn't need any more Tiger King, but I I will say, like, I will acknowledge that that the trailer has you know has has piqued my interest. Um, but to continue, there's also the Vow, which promised a season two at the end of its season one, and I I guess is still working on it. I had it, kind of that, forgotten that they were still going to run with that. It was supposed to come out in 2021. Doesn't look like that's going to happen. Unless Remind they're, me, they're putting the finishing touches. Was that the Nicole Kidman? Which no, one the, was the Vow? No, the Vow was Nexium. Kurt Kurt uh, Kurt Rainier 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 Rainier. Keith Raniere. Keith Raniere. Keith Raniere. Thank Kurt. you. Nexium, the sex cult. Look, Kurt or Keith, <laughs> if you're listening, you're both. To all of us, you're you're both. Kurt, Keith, that's the same person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nexium. Okay, yeah. Didn't realize. Well, but see that one also. It's like we're in this age where we've talked about it. You know, ad nauseum. Marvel. There's 40 movies. Yeah. Everything's got to have a trilogy. There's seven know, Lord of the Rings and 15 different. Yeah, but. They've obviously taken that concept and run with it in the direction of these docu-series, and it's yes. getting a little weird, to your point. It's yeah. like, wait, there's another... They're doing a, a second season of the... Wasn't that just like a documentary to tell the story? It just right. And it started with, like, Serial. Remember Serial, the podcast? Serial came out, takes over the world, podcasts explode, basically yeah. creates yeah. our medium in a way that's now, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a tangible job for people to have, like us, and... Then season two dropped, and I was like, wait, what? Is it about, wait, is it about the same dude? Oh, it's a totally different story? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, shit. And that reminds me of, like, you're, you're talking docu-series. Yeah, yeah. But this fault, it also reminds me of, like, this the American crime. True crime true, anthology. Whatever they, they did, like, they did, uh, there's, like, House of Gucci. Yeah. There's, yeah. like, the Monica, Monica Lewinsky one, right. there's the O.J. The Vers- Simpson one. The Versace one, the O.J. one. The Versace one. one. Those yeah, are yeah. all, like, that's a more feasible model to me yes. than this, the actual docu-series. Yeah, because those are, th- those are all grabbed on to other new, fa- uh, other, uh, other famous stories right. to, you know, to, to tell, tell and, and to dig into. With what, actors what and actresses that, in, like, you know, Lady Gaga and this House of Gucci thing with, uh, yeah. what's his name? Adam Driver. And what, what channel is that? Jared on? Leto. Uh, you have to go to the theaters to God. see House of oh, Gucci. Oh, so that's a movie. Yes. House of Gucci. House of Gucci. It looks tight. It looks very tight. It yeah. looks very tight. Uh, if if things go well, I'll be seeing it this weekend. The If things go well. the uh, <laughs> Yeah, everybody knows Thanksgiving's a real toss-up. Monica Lewinsky one, have you watched this at all? No, I've not. It's it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, just like to reanalyze that entire story post Me Too mm-hmm. is a completely different right. situation than when I was 12 going, the president got his dick sucked? Yeah. Yeah. It's not the same. That Jay Leno just making come come on dress jokes like every yeah, everybody night was for cool six with months. it. Yeah, everybody yeah. was. It was like a big American joke. Like, uh-huh, oh, we're yeah. silly as hell. Our president gets sucked <laughs> off by interns in the Oval Office. Like, it really wasn't like if that happened now, 
holy Bill Clinton would be dead. Way different. Way Bill way, Clinton way would different. be dead. He may be dead. I don't know if that reanimated corpse they've got wandering <laughs> around is actually him. But but he they like, dude, totally different era, totally different story. It's crazy to be old enough now to be able to look back at a historical moment that would mm-hmm. have unfolded completely differently because yeah. enough time has passed. Yeah. Barrett and I are aging. I don't know if we've told y'all. Oh, oh, very quick. I'm, in our thirties. I'm, I'm thirty five in two days, Ross. Jesus. It's kind of weird. Happy birthday. Um, thank you. Old fart. Yeah. That's uh, the kind of card people give you once you're in your middle 30s, too. Yeah. Well, but we talked about this last week, how nobody, you, nobody the over cares. the hill thing, the over the hill thing is gone. That's dead. It. So I don't have to fear that as I, as I come up on, on 40 and then 50, uh, which I'm basically at already. I'm just, you're I'm really ba- skipping ahead here. I'm basically just 50. Um, you're 50. Now that I'm you're turning 30, 50 now that I'm 35. Two days. Uh, the other one, The Way Down, a docuseries on HBO Max that I mentioned about the woman, about this woman who did a, a religious cult in Tennessee. She and did then, one. She did one. <laughs> and then shockingly like insane like they're filming the documentary they're putting together the story they're doing all the investigation and then like she and her husband and then like two other main people fucking died in a tiny little plane crash oh shit and so they did three episodes of this and then that ended and it was like and stay tuned because we're coming back for more and so sometimes it makes sense sometimes maybe these people are just like splitting up the splitting up the full docuseries so that they can have a little more time and tell more of the story and like see what kind of happens. Like if you're, if you're covering a story that is still somewhat current, then I guess it, see the vow feels that way to me, but I'm just, I'm just, you know, I don't like this idea that like, remember making a murderer. Mm -hmm. Remember how it felt like, they had maybe kind of sort of manufactured some stuff or really put their own tilt on the story. They were I mean, guiding it you, was they were telling guiding you, you yes. into believing that Stephen Avery was innocent, innocent. an innocent man. Nobody was watching Making a Murderer going, well, they definitely got the right guy. Yeah. And then they made a season two of that. And so you just have to, you start to, once they're just like, oh, this is popular, let's make more money off of it. Then it, 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 you're losing credibility of the of the of the story that's being told, which is supposed to be in a documentary, typically a an, serious, un, an unbiased, story. serious look at something. And it's know? one of the confusing things about America that we have going now, right? Like the news became entertainment, right? Like when you go watch CNN or Fox or MSNBC or any of the any of the most of the channels on both sides, you're getting stilted personal opinion and, and entertainment news. Yes, it's a different era. And uh, when it comes to documentaries, like when Barrett and I were little kids, you know, in the 90s and the 80s and even in the early 2000s, if you made a documentary, it was like facts only, Jack. You kind of couldn't, it wasn't as much you can lead everybody in the direction you feel is, that the documentarian has decided is correct, basically. Now, one I'll tell you that was done well is the QAnon one, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where he was showing you facts and giving you unbiased statements until it got to the point where it was like, Okay, these people are batshit. Well, and I, I, the, I appreciated that one, and it's a good example, right? Because the documentarian himself kind of comes on screen a little bit, And right? becomes a part of it, sort of, And yeah. so, at that point, that's okay to get his opinion, because he's there giving it to you. He's and he's not, a part of the story at that he's point. He's not... Making a Murderer, we never see the documentarians. We never know no idea who, who it is. ...produced and, and, told, and is telling this story. They're just like you might writing a script, right? They're shaping the narrative based on what they're showing you and who is talking. Right. So it's, so it's a lot different case, than the documentary like himself coming on and being like, yeah, so 
these are all the facts that I came up with, and now this is what I've de- what I have decided. Yes, because that's what not I'm confusing. deciding for you. That's not confusing. I'm watching a person tell me yeah. their opinion about a thing, not it's being presented to me in a story right. form with like everything very clearly picked in the order they wanted it to be shown. Yeah. So that you walk away with a very specific narrative. That's. Yeah. It is odd. It is like it is it is a blend now. Right. Of these yeah, investigatory, it's, it's, right. they're leaning into like reality television yeah. almost, right? Yes, where it's where where it's uh, you know what do we call those non scripted series, right? And it's, it's blurring like, well, the lines a little. Yeah, yeah. So just um, yeah, something I'm on, something I'm I'm keeping my eye out for. Okay, else. okay. Um, I, I'll tell you this: Hundred Foot Wave is the only recent documentary or docu series to grab my attention in a way where I was like, I want to watch this. Yeah. So if anybody has any others, we'd love to hear from you at WRBolin at Barrett Dudley on social media, because as Barrett said, I do love a good docuseries. Yeah. I do. And and as long as it's not an unnecessary season two <laughs> to something that we didn't even know was a season one, because it's yeah. the same problem we've addressed with the miniseries thing, where you and I are having to watch all these miniseries and going, well, I thought that was a fucking one-off season right, now right. there's two now of them now and we can't popular, stop so you're gonna it's give, just you're gonna give me more of it yeah. yeah okay well let's do succession but first brace yourselves winter is here and what the writers of game of thrones didn't want to tell you is that bran was actually in a wheelchair because he didn't trim his balls with manscaped poor guy thought it was okay to trim his balls with a traditional razor or hair trimmer that's not what you want it's not what you want to give as a gift for the holidays you want to give manscaped give the man in your life the ultimate gift to change their grooming game, and you can get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code OCC20, OCC20, at manscaped.com. Get yourself the perfect package 4.0, which includes the lawnmower 4.0 for your downstairs mix-up, the weed whacker for your nose and your ears, boxers, a travel kit, and liquid formulations. It's incredible. They've got like a deodorant you spray on your balls. Didn't know that was a thing, did you? Manscaped.com, code OCC20. This winter, you may be spending a lot more time inside with your balls. Might as well make them beautiful. Manscaped.com, code OCC20 to support the show and get your man or yourself the tools you need to be clean and hygienic in the testicular and dicular area. Barrett, let's talk about succession. (laughs) Um, I just want to throw this out. Yeah. Up front. I yeah. don't want to bury the lead. Don't this bury was the lead. Please. My favorite episode this season and one of my favorite episodes in the series that completely turned the tables for me into like well, I had already given them the credit of like I am no longer lacking in confidence that they can carry this story forward underneath the umbrella we've discussed yep. that is Logan Roy. Okay. Now I have zero doubt. It's like a negative doubt. Okay. Ne- negative amount of doubt because this episode set up the show to to take us to the next level. Yeah. Um which so so before I just start jumping in and asking you questions, let's just go over like the the major plot points the gist here. Of it. Yeah. The raisin has has informed the Roy family and ATN and and his party, which is essentially confirmed here that is that it is the GOP. 100% confirmed. She says GOP out loud. Yeah. That's um it. and they the 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 Roy's get together at this quote unquote retreat where Oklahoma Tennessee somewhere in, somewhere in the south like that. I've got a lot to say about the retreat later. Um and and they are basically there to do to to have one of these like gatherings 
we're power esen- gav- gatherings. We're yeah. essentially who is eligible to be on the ticket and who is going to get the weight put behind them necessary to get the nomination for president here in the coming election is being decided. It is being decided by the power brokers that be. Yes. Not, as is made very clear, the regular little people such as ourselves. <laughs> right. And, and there's even the fantastic yeah. joke from Greg where he goes, I feel like, he's like, you you vote with everybody else, little yeah. man. And he goes, I feel like my vote in here would count more. Like this vote is a better vote. And he's not wrong. And, it, you know, obviously they're touching on this thing in America where yeah. corporations and the wealthiest one percenters that we've been harping on for near a decade now. Yep. And the media which is run by those one percenters, especially in instances like, you know, we're looking at here in succession. They are the ones who really pick leadership in this country because they're putting the money behind the politicians that actually get into play, right? The thing that this episode did so beautifully was show you exactly how we ended up with the last president of the United States that we had. Yeah. Um, And and so as we get here, everybody is kind of like doing their song and dance. People are, uh, potential nominees are approaching the various members of the Roy family kind of trying to make their pitch. Obviously, one of those people is a member of the Roy family and Connor. Uh, shouts to all the con heads out there. I cannot um, believe how much momentum he got at one point in this episode. <laughs> I was like, hold on now. Are we really? I was shivving. I was like, are we? We're not really considering this. <laughs> but then even Shiv, like she even started to break like, yeah. well, maybe we could use Connor as a nice little puppet. Like, but that's what they're looking for, to be clear. A pu- the next puppet. That's what the president is to the Roy family. It's a power brokerage, like you said, but it's a it's an exchange. They somebody have that caused... will fire the assistant district general attorney or whatever that of the DOJ. <laughs> and <clears throat> as, as you and I discussed, Logan, quote unquote, jokes. Yeah, as you and I discussed last week, they've sort of mixed. The raisin is eligible for jokes that apply to both our right and left recent presidents. Yes, right. He has the Joe Biden um, implied dementia. Yep, and mental health issues. But he has the Trump Fox News story that elevated him into power. And then it's like the thing you elevated into power, lose it, you lose control of it like Frankenstein or whatever. And the whole thing comes off the rails. Yep. And they give you a little bit of all of that stuff in this episode. The raisin is out because they've destroyed him. They, right. By, yeah, and, and that, with all that, that coverage, that was a very small storyline to the side. It, w- it was. And I think it really comes back and like rears its head in this episode as well, because they, they, they didn't totally make that clear at the shareholders right. meeting last week. But in this episode, we really get that that feeling and that understanding that the ATN news media coverage took him down, essentially took him down and forced him out. Yes, because he couldn't. He was not an even an eligible candidate in his own eyes anymore because right. they had done so much damage to his image. And you 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 just you mentioned like how how the 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 things that were going on with the raisin could apply to either one of the last two presidents. And you think about it. You and and like if CNN were to turn on Joe Biden and start doing daily segments and putting it on all their editorial shows and on all their evening news about like what's wrong with Joe Biden's mental state and just beat it into the ground, he'd be done. He'd be done. Yeah, like that. Like so, it it, it was, you know, it's a it's obvious obvious but interesting commentary. Um, well, and the other part of it is that they touch on like okay, so obviously. They're they're showing you how it swings back and forth from left to right. It's heavily implied repeatedly in this episode by Shiv that they may need to consider flipping blue because the red is out of control. There's no good candidates. We're sitting here talking about maybe doing Connor. And they might not win, right? Right. First and foremost. That's the whole point. They just need to make sure they win. And so to, to 
that hits on the point that these people don't actually give a shit about the politics no. of it or the policy. It's just about who will keep them in their position of power, which is very much how American politics work. Yeah. On the whole. And that's that's I mean, look at look at any hundred millionaire or let alone billionaire and that invariably they will have donated to both parties. Yeah. Always. Yeah. You know? They're working the system for right. themselves, right? So, and that's that's one of the things about this country that's broken for the little people because we don't have that access. We don't have the same way to get in there and make like the waves that you do if you are a billionaire or whatever, obviously, yeah. which is shown to us heavily in this episode. But to get back to the picking part, it was the one piece of this where I was like, all right, you're telling me, because they've taken us to these power brokerage type of situations before, sure. where at no point have I stopped and gone, I'm not sure this actually exists. This version of it, I like the way, I like the story it told. I think the story it told is accurate in how politics work in this country. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is a meeting that is this blatant, right? Maybe there is now in the Trump America, but I don't I don't remember a ver- like because we had our what are the that we have the um, the primaries for both parties, right? But this is implying that the primaries are actually kind of bullshit, too. Like, this is where the winner is picked. This is where the decision is made. This is where it's decided. Who is going to be the next POTUS? I, so I think, okay, so so this particular instance is also very unique, right? Because yeah. what, what she says, what the, I think the, the, the woman who was his secretary of something or spokesperson or whatever, the person that had that meeting with Logan Roy a few episodes back in the back room at uh at atn headquarters she says well you know the primaries have already happened so essentially like the dems already have their nominee and now we're past all of that you know had this guy stepped down or announced that he wasn't running six months ago or a year ago then we would have had to go through the whole thing of the primaries as well now regardless i all of this still essentially applies right Right. it still rings pretty true because they're deciding they they are deciding all of these different people and and Logan Roy kind of at the head with his massive news media network like who they're putting their weight behind and on the flip side of that who they won't put their weight behind or who they will kill off yes. through negative press press the obvious you know thing that um, rings true is that if 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 Fox News picked a candidate now this may not be true anymore i'm not sure we're going to find out in 2024 <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it but if Fox News picked a candidate for for my whole life, that's who the Republican Party backs. And it's it's just that we never, as the American people, really realized the reversal. Mm-hmm. Right. It's kind of it's sneaky because you're like, you believe you're the one deciding that you like this person. But really, they're just telling you who to like over and over and over. And it's just dependent on which channel you pick, who you end up liking, sort of right based on that your upbringing, your family, what you're told. It's similar to religion in America, politics. You're sort of handed one when you're born. That's the one you have until you grow enough or learn enough to form your own decisions. Mm -hmm. And if you choose to, which many people do not, and that's that. But it's like this this process that's that's shown to us in this episode is up against the backdrop of Logan Roy just went piss mat last episode. And that's the dude making the decision for the, how many hundred million people we got in this fucking country? 300. So a piss mad old white man who's really just in a battle against his own family to keep power while he loses his mind. (laughs) That's who's picking the president, which is the really overarching, terrifying concept that's presented. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So just to 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 finish that thought, I yeah. think this is a an especially uh unique situation in which they probably have even more power because right. they've because they already have passed those primaries essentially. And this is an emergency situation sort of for yeah. the party, for the GOP. Right. Right. Like they're going to pr- have to prop up somebody and quickly. Right. Who needs to who needs to win? Right. Right. A real winner um, who will fight. They keep saying they got to get somebody who will fight. Who will fight? It's got to yeah. have balls. Okay, so, uh, but not a fascist spirit, because <clears throat> fascism is cool, but not really, right? <laughs> meanwhile, I loved all that. Meanwhile, uh, we we and we can touch on this more, but Kendall is kind of drowning in the DOJ case. It's not panning out the way that they thought it would. Everybody is scared to attack Logan Roy. There doesn't really seem to be all that much hard, hard, hard evidence. Turns out the stuff they do um, have is softer than they initially thought. Softer, and Lo- the- Logan's doing the thing where you just bury him in paperwork. There's billion, you know, that's what the paper people are doing. They're uh, um, just going through the paper. Going through the paper, like the paper people do. Yeah, Bill- indeed. Billions of pages and documents, billions and billions and billions and billions. Um, <laughs> and so he's like, tr- he he is, man, what he's doing is kindling because he is oh, yeah. trying to make moves which seem like there could be good moves but he is so fucking inept that he can't he, he, he can't j- string them together he can't string them together you know like going after tom is a very smart thing to do right firing your lawyer though not firing so your much. lawyer not so much and then when you're when you're one guy when your lifeline whom you really need to come over to your side says maybe let me think about it you pull out your phone like a dipshit and start and taking like, pictures of him start taking pictures of him man come bro on. what are you doing to tom bro bro <laughs> Bro, dude. But seriously, dude. what's he? Do- what's he doing, dude? Yes, Kendall Kindles about as hard as we've seen him Kindle in this episode, where you, he keeps doing things where you're like, dude, just maybe, maybe take a day off, like maybe stop doing anything for a while, because everything you do worsens your current position, and you're yeah. still wearing that generic black fucking that baseball. He loves hat. that hat, man. I, I'll, I'll throw out there. He literally looks like an informant. Like that's you, the outfit you touched on, or or you noticed early on the, uh, the 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 kind of the clues that we might be seeing a slip in Logan's mental state. Right here, uh, we start, and we we got we've been getting a few of these, but here he is looking more strung out, and there are noticeable shots of him drinking heavily in, the, in this episode. Kendall, yeah, yeah, he's he's clearly spiraling so he's on the addiction spi- he's side. He's spiraling yeah. on on the addiction side most likely as well. And, I think so. This yeah. prob this probably is leading us down a dark path. Yeah. Unless there's some kind of fl- something like he keeps saying, "All we got to do is flip one guy and it's and it's on, right? Like, all right, we lost our lawyer, but that's no big deal. <laughs> Dude, it's going to be fun. Just got to flip one guy." And and look, frankly, that one guy is standing right on the edge. It's Tom. Yeah. And let's jump to him. Watching, what is that actor's name? Uh, Successions Tom. That is Matthew McFadden. Watching Matthew McFadden slip into the, I mean, it's like, it's a guy who's already accepted his fate. Yeah. Prior to this even really coming up, he knew, right, that he was there. I mean, as he puts it in this episode, what happened is I fell in love with Shiv, but we don't really, really know all the way. I think it's clear he loves Shiv. Chevroy, and he's upset that she doesn't really reciprocate that to him and sees him as sort of a tool in her life. Yes. Right? In her bat. He's just this piece of her story to her. It's not their story together. He feels that. He's upset by it. He's, yeah, very and much an accessory for, and he, for Shiv. He kind of accepted that going in. Yeah. This role of like the guy who might need to take the fall at some point 
to lock in, lock down the long-term benefits of this relationship because he can be discarded at any moment by Shiv and he has nothing yet. Yeah. Prison when, gives him the power that he needs, but as he's dug into the prison blogs, Barrett, oh boy. he's found- He just keeps going down the prison blogs. Not only is the food bland, <laughs> not only is the toilet your lover, your priest, your psychiatrist, your uh -huh. best friend, and most importantly, your, your toilet. toilet. <laughs> He's he's I think he's starting to realize that it, it it is a gamble even if he goes into the can he takes the hit for these people when he comes back out what is waiting for him Yeah yeah and right? we see and we I, we see him trying to kind of like combat that feeling that he that he he has with Shiv about their relationship by getting something out of it for him right He was trying to get a baby If he right? can get a ba if he if can get, get a baby pregnant. then there's something that they both have together that that security that, for him though that it's security for him but also security for his Progeny, right? Yes. Were he were he to have kids, whoever someday, might as well be with Shiv because then they're set and hooked up for life, and they're not just ex they're 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 not. That's one way to look at it. They're not electrons on this atom. They're part of the nucleus. Yes. You know from what I mean? Tom's perspective, that's exactly what he wants. He wants to plant the Wamsgam seed permanently yes. within the nucleus of power. That's right. what he's doing. And so, uh, and and she's not even giving him that. So he really like does not. Bro, he straight up says like you've still got the contraception and it's like throwing a cake batter He's at a fucking so brick wall. Throwing so much cake batter at a brick at a brick wall. <laughs> I almost vomited when he said that. Um, uh, but yeah, man, this he is so like he's breaking, dude. He's breaking. He's the Christmas tree. Everybody oh, the is Christmas tree. Nick everybody was is just brilliant. hanging their shit on him. You know, everybody like, in the executive branch calls this dude the Christmas tree because they know if they find something, they can just pin it to Tom. Just hanging on Tom. How, what'd you think? Okay, so Greg and him meet. There's two meetings where, mm -hmm. where Tom, Tom is eating all of his meals at essentially a Denny's yeah. or some type of Waffle <laughs> yeah, House. A diner, yeah. And he's uh -huh. getting the most bland version of the foods possible to prepare for prison but where there is rough, no salt. Just, just no. You, you got to take like... You got to take like twenty or thirty percent of the flavor off, off, off of what the top yeah. of what they're experiencing yes. at this waffle house. Yeah, what you're experiencing right there, you got to take twenty or thirty percent off of, of the flavor. I loved when he's like, "You've got to establish a base of operations in the middle, <laughs> and then expand, like take over little portions." And that is what you have to do when you're eating shitty food. Describing the uh, the uh, eating the omelet. Yeah. yeah, and as a guy who's been to jail, I can tell you. It is one of the worst parts of it. Like anybody who goes to jail comes out going, man, that food was even worse than I anticipated because it is shockingly terrible yeah. food, yeah. Um, which they cover extensively in the prison blogs. But watching Tom go, it's like, it's like a man who never really had much going anyway, right? In terms of life, dreams, and aspirations, look, he's trying to weasel his way into the most backwards, power-hungry, sick family that, that you could possibly imagine, right? Yeah. yeah. This isn't a very respectable life path, right? They're not going to be stories written about Tom Wamsgams, the hero, when he's dead and gone. He's just here to get his money. He's just here to get his power and make sure he secures his life, and that's fucking it. Yeah. And he can't even do that. So he's got nothing left, and he's breaking, and he's... It's, it's heartbreak. You're watching heartbreak. He's becoming, episode by episode, more and more broken by this idea that, like, the woman he's doing this for doesn't even really give a shit about him. This old man might be losing his fucking mind, like, to the point that Kendall might seem like a good option? Yeah. Has a shot. Re has, has a real a opportunity? legitimate shot. And then I thought, I really, really, really appreciated the line because it shows, because it's always nice when the show knows but like that, it's watching the, sh the same show you are. It right. knows what it's putting on your screen and the story that it's telling for you. It's right? self-aware. It's self-aware, yeah. and and but not in the way that like you know we're doing a tongue-in-cheek 
thing here, but yes. in the way that like when Tom says like why he's hanging up about it, dude, it's like, well, yeah, exactly. And so the line is, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but he's like, you, you always get fucked, dude. I've watched, I, and I know because I've watched you get fucked a over lot. and over and over again. And I've never seen Logan. And get I've fucked never once. seen Logan get fucked once. And that, that's it. That's, that's the, the sh- whole story. That's the story so far. Yeah. And that is nobody you can know, pick Kendall, even if they know Logan is the wrong option, because they've never seen Kendall win and they've never seen Logan lose. Exactly. Yeah. And that was that. That was really, really like. One, it got me. It got me jazzed because it made me feel like, okay, maybe we're gonna see Logan get fucked here at, at you know somewhere at the end of the season. I still think we will, but because that that was such a devastating line, and that is the line that makes Kendall pull out his phone and start taking blackmail pictures because he's breaking instead too. of talking sense into time instead yeah. of continuing to try to win Tom over. Yeah, you know what I mean because yeah. he knows how. He knows how true that that statement is. I mean, it's the fear that Kendall lives with every moment, right? Yeah. He knows, yeah. He he is aware of the fact he has never caught a dub and yeah. his dad is undefeated. Yeah. I am I'm, I'm yeah, and 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 obviously like this show is going another season at least for sure. So like yes. I don't know if we're going to do the whole like mutually assured destruction thing yet. Right. But it, you feel it's like coming, though, right? you know, we got this thing over here where like Kendall is still like, "Oh, dude, Greg, don't know. Still, still, uh, still weighing still options on, on the burning thing. Did you? Am, am I reading this right? Whatever he and Greg have, the papers over here, uh-huh. the papers that will burn Greg potentially, right. those have not entered the picture. Still, is that right? That is correct. the The papers have not been given to the government. They have not been in this any the, way this introduced. This is the nuke over here, and they've not put it in play yet. I'm pretty sure that's correct. And and the way it implicates Greg, just to be clear, I'm. This is my read. Greg is implicated because he helped Tom destroy documents. That's his only involvement. Mm-hmm. We watched him rise from theme right. park mouse to document shredder. Yep. But but he didn't have any actual moves he was making along the way. It's not like he knew about some sexual assault he was burying. Actively. Right. He was a cleanup man after the fact, right? Yep. So, like, that is the way that he is going to be, you know, burned by Kendall. But I think what they're slowly setting up for us here is Kendall's only way out is down with his dad, right? That, that's what it feels like at the moment. Yeah. He has to burn himself has, to burn his dad so that he so that they can both be freed of this fucking nightmare. That yeah, they're in. That, yeah. That, that's definitely the way it feels. My, the, the more I like think about what's involved in the papers, though, brings up something that I'm just now thinking about, which is kind of interesting. We see Greg, who so, so badly obviously wants to be, a, you know, a player in all of this, right? He's letting the Proud Boys pick him up and put him on their shoulders. How did it feel when the white supremacist hoisted you aloft like the Stanley Cup? <laughs> Bro, there were lines Dude. in this episode where I had to pause the undefeated, show. Undefeated. And I turned to her and I was like, this is, is... Um, this is the best show on TV. Like, my girlfriend, I was like, that line alone. Like, there was there's four or five lines in this episode by itself where yeah, I was like, yeah. nobody's touching these people still. No. They've still got the writers over everybody else, bro. That line... Was Tom's character? That's what I'm telling you. The dude who plays him, he deserves an Emmy nom. Yeah, this season. Yeah, yeah. like this. Watching the Tom slide, watching him, the fascist lifted you, hoisted <laughs> you off like the Stanley Cup, bro. I just and watching all of these people. It's there's this great line from Bro- uh, Boardwalk Empire. Shouts to HBO again. 
that's we all have to decide how much sin we can live with. Yeah, yeah. And yes. watching all of them decide that they can live with pretty much most of it, as long as it benefits them, yeah. is that selfishness that kind of drives the core root problem we're dealing with in our country. Well, and that's that that's my specifically my question, right? Is if those papers are so damning to Logan specifically, and Tom still wants I mean, and Greg still wants a piece of all this. He wants to sit. Doesn't make at, sense. He wants to sit at Logan's table and drink his rum and coke with Logan and like do he, that whole thing, even though he he potentially has seen papers that are like this I don't guy's know, out. This dude raped chicks or something. I don't know what it says. But obviously, I think it says he knows his boys in his power circle were committing sexual assault yeah. and rape, and that he was part of the cover, the cover up, up and the payout. Yeah. yeah. He, the, the thing that Kendall brings up is that he has to be willing to say nothing happened without his dad signing off on it. That's what they need. Somebody to be willing right, to say right. Logan Roy was the top of the It's like when they when they prosecute the mafia, the whole thing they're always trying to get is all the witnesses to admit who was it that was calling the shots. Right, right. Because the whole job of the mafia don is to as we've seen on the Sopranos that we're watching on patreon.com/oystersclamscockles, their job is to insulate themselves from the decisions being made so that yep. any case built against them will fall through. Right. That's exactly what Logan has done. He's he and, and that every evil executive in the United States does. They try to put distance between themselves and the crimes that fill their pockets, right? Yeah. And that keep their pockets being filled. Now, if you're asking yourself, well, why wouldn't he just like come out and do an investigation? In the nineties and the early two thousands, like pre Me Too, pre now, this was how everything worked. It was just bury it so the money can keep coming in. Do what you have to do to get rid of whoever it is that's causing the problem so our company can continue to stack paper. And I just don't know at what point we see, I mean, it's like, what was this, episode six? I think we've so, got yeah. at least eight, nine. Yeah, let's it, see if we have be, a com- confirmation on that. I'll look that up. You will keep... it be the fine, like, are you, fe- okay, here's my question. Is the big thing that we get this season, the one big thing going to be if someone flips? It might, it might. This the, the, Now that you're saying that, you know, and time. I mean, I mean, pacing wise. Yeah, like, right. And then because next this, season will be with that fallout from the flip, right? No, totally. You're, you're. That's a. That's got to be a big possibility because we really are. We're deep. coming in on the on the close here. Got a few left. And I, I, I yeah. You, it doesn't seem like you can wrap up the whole DOJ investigation and right? all of that. We barely season. know anything about it. So, so I would. Um, Let's see. Now, see that I don't think anybody knows, man. Now I'm, I'm now I'm seeing something that says it'll be uh, eleven. I episodes. see one that says eight episodes. Eight episodes. What the hell? Eight episodes. It appears. Let me double confirm though. Two thousand twenty. Two thousand. Um, what is this? Yeah. Anyway, we're almost toward the end. Is the we're, point? We're getting. We're getting there. Regardless, I, I don't really think there is enough time for them to pick, like to. To pack in a flip, somebody flipping, the investigation, or I don't know. That's On the other hand, sometimes they'll just throw an episode at us where it opens and something is happening, and that's where we are. And like they, they skip time in a really successful way. That's true. With that style. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure, man. It's really tough. But just to give my yeah, overall it's a fair, thoughts. It's, it's a fair prediction. Um, but this, that, that, this yeah. episode on the whole, though, like. Yeah, okay. Back back to your initial statement. <laughs> um, I, I left this episode, and like my big question for you was essentially: this is the most overtly political the show has ever gotten. Right. 
by a long shot. Not close. Yeah, they stopped dancing around it. We are naming parties. We are talking about fascism. And we flipping are, parties, possibly. We the are, Dems, we the are libs. looking. We are talking about, like, you know, people in, in power that shouldn't be there, that are potentially dangerous, essentially. Fascists. Fascists, yeah. right. Yeah. We went all the way there. And I wasn't sure how to feel about it. But I, but it seems like it, it, oh, hooked, tickled it hooked you real real good. I was sick of the dancing. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. was sick of the dancing. I, I, I mean, I, I guess the correct metaphor would be I was sick of watching this show stand on the sidelines instead of getting on the dance floor. And now we're there. And it's like, you can't really tackle all these things about America mm-hmm. and, and corporate America without saying labels. Yeah. I love the angle they found that they can do both. They're not really saying the right is wrong. They're not picking a side per se. They're just showing you the people in power are wrong Mm -hmm. and that they don't really care right or left as long as they stay in power. And I love the element of Shiv repeatedly being like, I think we might need to flip blue because she's seeing it's not because Shiv is noble. It's not because Shiv is a good person or she cares about women or their rights or disenfranchised people or minorities or anything like that. That's all horse shit. It's her, that's her play. She sees the angle. If she can get them to go blue and she's a woman who has already carved sort of a path in that arena much more so than she has on the right, there's an angle for Shiv there. She can be CEO. It makes sense. On the right, she will never get that seat. So that's her motivation to flip them blue, to flip what is mm-hmm. it, Roystar Waco or Waystar Waco? Waystar now Waco. I'm, now I'm very confused. In my Waystar Clamco. Thank you. Um, <laughs> anyway, so it's just like, it shows you just how sick it is where it's the game you're told is being played in this country when you when you learn in school mm-hmm. is not really the full version. The full version is more along these lines where it's really rich and powerful people making decisions that heavily impact the rest of us without a care in the world for the rest of us. Yeah. And that's what has become what I would argue to be the main talking point and problem in the United States the past several years. Yeah, yeah. And to hit that all in one episode is a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I was, like I said, I, I think in the light of day and the, and, and the more I think about it and, the, and as we move forward, I think it is smart for the show plot-wise and, uh, you know, kind of uh, shelf-life-wise. Yeah. Because it... it one you know we we talked about how many times this show can like do the same song and dance where Kendall gets fucked Logan doesn't get fucked right and again self awareness so, they and, told us they know that in this and, episode and, and so it's it part of what that little bubble was was also the fact that this show was like never put the labels on anything it was just really like this is you know a, low key a comedy almost more than it is a dramedy at sometimes it definitely skews more veep than it does house of cards yes and so it's like it, it's it that just doing that for five or six seasons on an hour long show that is technically a drama like could end up feeling low stakes essentially or that it was they was like they were scared to go or there. repetitive or yeah or nervous to like you know oh, kind I don't of, want to upset people um you know Breach, breach that barrier and so at the same time i was like okay so now now like tuning into succession is potent like will run the risk of being pedantic or you know taking a side 
essentially, or telling me about all these things that I already know are super scary and dangerous and nerve-wracking. And do you want to uh, see uh, it know, be more as, real? As, yeah. as, as it relates to the general health of our deteriorating deteriorating republic. Right. Right? Like, so this, you know, this is they're, just like... They're, they'd run out of room, though. Like, that's yeah. the only thing to do. Like, I, I mean, yeah. so, so I'm so, with you, though. So it's going scary. there is, is um, you know, like... I. I and I do think that this sh- that this episode in particular proved that you could still have super super witty and funny dialogue and lines while still dealing, you know, with the the the, po- the politics of it all, the real politics, the of real it, right. politics of it all. So, um, I you know I I think it is a I think it's a net positive for me, but I'm super super curious. And like here's I mean, what like I love you said, like it. like it pulled you back in. Like I'm I am very I'm thrilled to see where they they go with this uh, now. And I, you know, I, I loved the, like, one of the things that this show so famously does well and did extremely well in this episode is it's con- it's constantly pulling, like, you know, curtains over people and then shining light on them, right? It's like, con- you're constantly went wondering or trying to suss out, like, well, which one of them is maybe good? Who's actually kind of the good person Is he here? mentally all there? And like, so is, Shiv, is Shiv gonna be noble? You know, right. And so it's like, prior to this episode... Which Roy Child were you maybe feeling the best about? Probably Roman. Like he seemed like the most like like you know. I don't know. I, f- I feel like he's too perverted. Um and he's and a sick little twisted. Shiv fuck. has had been been on a real kind of downward spiral, like n- not being able to to carve out anything or get any credit or make any smart moves. And then in this episode, we kind of flipped that again, right? right. Where Roman is the one essentially vouching and supporting and propping up and getting the super charismatic Trump, young Trump right the job and Shiv is the one with the voice of reason saying that, absolutely that, not that, that this is potentially dangerous for the you know not, for the actual republic republic which is it's it was a beautiful line where she's like it's it's the thing that i think a lot of people on the right in this most recent presidency that we are not currently in were off put by. There was a line for them. And even if they were always willing to bump up against that line, they weren't willing to cross it and put what they see as the republic in danger. And so p- installing a president simply for the sake of having a tool to use I- is dangerous, obviously. And we've seen varied versions of that throughout my whole life. Where, yep. like, I can remember one of the first presidents in my lifetime that was heavily accused of being a puppet was George W. Bush from the great state of Texas, where mm-hmm. I now live and have my whole life. <clears throat> People accused him pretty heavily. There's an entire film about it. I'm not sure if you've heard um, of being a puppet for like Dick Cheney and and right. you know the people Other around more powerful him. players, executives, yeah. corporations, etc. The yeah. people that made money off of his presidency. So it's always been. A th- it's not like it's a new, brand new fucking idea. It's just that we're slowly seeing more and more of it due to social media, due to the media in general, and the way it's covered. And that's the thing about succession that I love. This is wealth porn, okay? We've always talked about how this yeah, is like yeah. luxury porn. Yep. And the wealthier having to watch this. It's, it's kind of like being shown your own shit. Like, look at it. Look at it. Look at what you did. Because I do genuinely believe this. There are a lot of people in that space of power and wealth in America who are operating without actually realizing the consequences of their actions. Yeah, my my rebuttal to that would be that the 
once you are so wealthy, I mean, right there, as we always say, like there are levels to this shit there and there are always yeah, levels, yeah. even if you're top 1%, even if you are top 0.1%, there are levels. There, to are that tho- shit. there are those that are in this room and there are those that are just like hanging out on a yacht. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so, so there still is that dividing line between just like essentially being a part, being a party to all this and then actually being a player involved and, in all of this. And the big difference And I don't being... think if you're involved in it that having to look at it makes you feel any different than you already did. Oh, no, not you know at all. I mean? but, but think about that. That's like what? So the Logan Roys of the world are watching this and not feeling bad? But I mean, everybody else that's watching it is having to go, oh, fuck. Because it kind of shows you exactly how this whole situation right, we've gotten right. ourselves into. Yeah. And I don't mean, again, to be clear, not just the right, also the left. It isn't good. I don't think anybody in America is looking at our political situation going, this is what I wanted except the Logan Roys. And that's what this shows you is like it it, it no, you, is you, at the risk of losing the entertainment value, though, is what you and I are now considering a pro, a, a, a possible the, problem. The TV show Succession. Because I'm already yeah. watching America f- right. and all of our issues. Right, right. I'm an active part yeah. of the thing. It, it's that Succession was the one was the one version of it that still existed where I could sort of enjoy yeah. the yeah. old world, stupid, now dated Wealthy people are tight version of America. <laughs> and now yeah. that is gone because with the, sh- the scenes with Shiv, those are the most dramatic shots we've seen in this season of Succession. Where she's, she's saying, yeah. I am worried about the future of the whole country based on what has just been said. Yeah, And they kind of right. zoom in on her and they show you like this woman's realizing that she has made a horrible mistake. I'd be shocked if she doesn't flip. Based on those couple shots we get of her, yeah, no, I mean they're 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 again to for for the larger story, right? Like like the going political here also made a ton of sense. It's just dangerous because we're we're watching people put the push and pull like either over to Kendall or or closer to to Logan, and um and and this is something that could potentially like yeah th- this this seemed super important and meaningful to her, and she was appalled by by the decision making in the room kendall even says in this episode the line everything is politics yeah and it was like their almost self-recognition of like look this is why we have to go there because everything has been politicized in this country look at how much we just argued about masks and continue to argue about vaccines it everything has been politicized yeah and but now our succession has been now we have a very clear gop (laughs) mentioned yeah. We should flip dim. They literally say the phrase owning the libs. Owning the libs. We get the yep. fascists. We've got the Proud Boys hoisting Greg. <laughs> like we, they ripped off the Band-Aid and went, here it is. Yeah, yeah. What I'm interested to see is if they keep this this wound exposed or they go back. I, they back I, it up a little bit. Back I think to they'll the back generic. it up a little bit. I think bit. they will too. I, I think now that they've, I think this episode felt like it was like the big introduction that that we're okay with going here now. Yeah. And now that will be like another you know, pe- it sets it up so that piece we can... of the tapestry. Yes, right. Yes, yeah. That that this is now something that they have to play with, and as it's well. in the back of our heads, and it helps raise the stakes, and it helps people make it. You know, it, it it helps sway people in one direction or the other as far as the choosing of the sides. And so it was, yeah, it was. It, it makes it more real. It, like, it does. My yeah, dad's yeah. main complaint, my my old Steve Bolin mm-hmm. shouts about Succession has been: Look, in the real world, none of these people have a shot. None of the kids, Shiv. Kendall, Roman, Connor, totally unrealistic that any of them would have a shot at being CEO. Mm. And based on what we've seen so far and what you and me keep kicking around, we don't believe any of them has a real shot. 
No. Or the real skills or no. ability or that this show will install any of them. Yeah. So they have to have something to play with. Right. There, like, as you put it, there has to be a weight. There has to be purpose. There's got It's got to feel heavy every, yeah. every yeah. Sunday. Right. And we had lost the original thing that made it feel that way, which is which one of these kids is it going to be? Because it's kind of become clear that's not the show anymore. Yeah. The show now is sort of how this all works and what it looks like as these younger generations of children try to control or free themselves of the oldest generation that is literally losing its mind as it rips the country apart on their way out. Yeah, no, there's there are a whole lot there are a whole bunch of metaphors that you can make here, right? And it's like I love a good metaphor. Even though that I, that maybe none of them have completely admitted to themselves that they'll never be CEO. Right. But but if they have, it's like they know that and so it's like, okay, well then where can I carve out my piece, my, my piece, chunk. my yeah. chunk, my power, my, my influence, right? Because that's, that's as, what they want. That's that we talked about Tom, right? That's what they all want is they just, they want a piece of it. They want a piece of this. And we've talked about, okay, so you hit on something very important too. There are levels to this, right? Well, the level version for Logan Roy, the Roy family and the company they own, the company they own is the most powerful propaganda machine in the United States. That's the implication. They have more power than people who are more wealthy than them. Yes. Because they own the political they machine. They own the channel. Yeah. They yeah. own the channel. So Logan Roy is the guy like channels, if, channels of media is what I mean. They're not I'm, just the Yeah, yeah channel. exactly. We've seen him meet many, many other billionaires, powerful people who are making decisions. There's all yeah, these candidates yeah. running in and out. But at the end of the day, who's the person who has to make the decision? It's him because he owns the channels. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's that the classic stuff that we're dealing with there right like like power and wealth are not exactly the same like like right. sure, sure one begets the other but, but but that media outlet is the power yeah and we in and, politics and, and and we can go back and and we could probably pick out a dozen times but like logan meets with josh aronson adrian brody's character logan meets with the vice president he meets with the 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 the, the president's um secretary of assembly or staff whatever or fuck, whatever something. or media or whatever she is and it's like he is always the big dog in in the room no matter who no he's matter who to. he meets he is the person in power yeah almost like to the point that the president of the united states who is now not going to run for a second term because of logan was <laughs> several rungs below logan like at no point did you get the feeling logan was going to cower to this guy if yeah there was no if it was just logan is the big dog right the president is his bitch yeah that was the implication yeah but it's 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 what we've always said about this show is that the writing was um, <laughs> very above average. Yeah, the acting has sort of like come and gone in terms of how important it was for me, along with that. But in this episode, and as we delve into what you could call more serious waters, though they've got to be able to carry it. And I mean, they thought yeah, I thought I, they did. God, how about that scene with? Roman and and uh, Matinkin or whatever his name is in the bathroom. In the bathroom, one of the goats. This this was one of the best episodes of TV. And that conversation that they have is just flooring. I mean, fascism like, is cool, but like not really, right? When about how you know how basically the the you know the candidate there acknowledging that he's just using people's like natural biases to, to get power to get power, right? People like people that look like them. They like people that are the same as them. And just that whole conversation about, you know, essentially slowing down the influx of people that don't, that aren't white. So that white people so in America white, can maintain power. Yeah. was really, really like, it was a very like nuanced 
and subtle but still very clear and way specific, yeah. and specific way of like framing up why you know we t- we talk about this and and if you listen to this podcast you're pretty sure you know where where, where ross and i lie but like shocking if you didn't but but we you know we always like consider this idea that like a lot of the gop base seems to be voting against their own self-interest Right. As far as like. What was the thing that was confusing about Donald Trump? A lot of like middle class tax breaks and policies. Why and are like you voting for the, the, voting the, for a billionaire that inherited all this money and then yeah. built a bunch of fake companies with that money? The, and, the, and you think he somehow represents you? He's the opposite of you. Yeah. The people that seem most offended by the idea of like taxing the billionaires are like generally people that seem to, you know, make less than $100,000 a year. Right. 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 Like it's just this weird thing that doesn't totally it doesn't click, make sense because they've shaped but that, it but the that, way they need it that's what it is yeah is that those people know that like their standing is still high is is still it's higher kept where it is currently where it is currently not gonna go lower not, down yes exactly and it's, the, it's the way just that it, right. it's that collective feeling that that he speaks to there that is so 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 powerful we want things to stay we want things to stay the way they, they are. are yeah and so it was that that was just another like people don't want to lose their standing. I mean, no. we watched the White Lotus and they even touched on it. Yeah. Like people don't surrender their position. Exactly. Yeah. Was the thing that was presented to us in the White Lotus. Yeah. And look, as 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 the way I see it, and it's what I find to be it's the last thing I'll say. It's what I find to be so important about this show at this point. We don't get the real story most of the time. We get a skewed or tilted or stilted or biased version from whatever channel or channels or outlet or fucking account we follow on social media or whatever. It's very difficult to get a big picture. What is actually happening that is causing our country to work the way it does? Look into America in 2021 because everywhere you look, you're getting all these. I mean, there's headline after headline after headline after headline after headline pounded into you every single fucking day. Succession is successfully unraveling that ball for people i think it's it's i pay pretty fucking close attention to this shit and even from like for me watching i'm picking up pieces of the puzzle as i go where i'm like okay now i can see exactly how these conversations went now i can see exactly how these conversations went yeah so it gives me a better understanding of the entire political machine mixed with the media and how it all unfolds yeah and that's what i want i want tv shows that can entertain me and teach me at the same fucking time right that's hard to pull off but it's what shows like Succession, shows like The Sopranos do. And it's not always just factual learning about America. Sometimes it's like learning about human emotions or right. like how to live life or like the challenges of being a person. <laughs> but in this case, it's, hey, here's how power is brokered in your country. That's the story yeah. of Succession. And it's, it's wrapped around this family of a man who earned power. And a bunch of dinguses trying to fight over the scraps when he's gone. <laughs> and they even show you the fucking flip side, which yeah, is the grandpa yeah. who says, uh, okay, well, my grandkids are all dipshits. I'm giving it all to Greenpeace. And what does Greg do? He sues, sues Greenpeace. <laughs> and he becomes a fascist hero. He's hoisted aloft yeah, like, the Stanley, like the Stanley Cup by the fascists. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't think I uh, could make it any more clear what I thought about this episode. but Yeah, man. I, it, I fucking, it, it ended and I was like, Yes! Yes, it was like watching your team win the fucking championship because I was like, they cannot. This is uh, this was this was legendary shit to yeah. me. It really was. I don't know if I was just in a good mood, but goddamn, it hit hard. And as a guy who's been so 
so frustrated watching everything unfold politically, and not even because I have a side. I don't. I hate all these fucking people. Yeah. It was, that's why I was beautiful. It showed you why we hate all these fucking people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last thing I'll chime in with is that HBO never ceases to amaze with their, uh, their rotating cast of character actors. So it's Steven nuts. Root out of nowhere, just like showing up for like 10 minutes of screen time. If, if that, he got me to go restart um, true blood by showing up in this episode. <laughs> um, the guy playing the more moderate candidate that, uh, yeah. that didn't stand a chance. He's in um, all kinds of shit. That's, that's the guy who's at the horse stable in the Sopranos a few episodes oh, ago. Oh shit. And then is also the guy from now this is not HBO, but he is when we watched that episode of the Sopranos, the tie that I made was he is the, uh, like the Puerto Rican gay guy in the Seinfeld. That, yes. that steals the furniture. <laughs> that Kramer, they, they run into him on the street, right? It's like yes, him and yeah. another guy, uh-huh. it's yes, him and his boyfriend, yes. right? Right, right. Yeah, right. they're awesome. They're like gay gangsters. Yes. And yeah. also the one who then, like, I think it's either Kramer or Elaine that get, you do not want to wear the ribbon? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, whole, that whole piece, uh, that's him. Uh, yes. He's been in other HBO stuff. They were very Omar esque, now that I'm thinking about it with but, the wire. <laughs> but yeah, man. I, was there? Were there? Was there anybody else? There's just. There's been. Maybe it was. Maybe it was H. Maybe it's Curb too. That like people keep popping up in Curb. That I'm like, that's just an HBO person. That's, um, that's why they're here. It's. It's oh, very Woody Harrelson. Like very timely. H- how did Woody Harrelson pop up in Curb? And maybe he's friends with Dude, Larry David. But you know who popped up in one the other day? I'm watching with girlfriend. She, I told you she's watching it for the first time. Mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. gotten through the hard part. Now she's really enjoying it. Yeah. Stephen Colbert. He popped up. He's the guy that right before Larry does the producers, he, he's, he meets him outside. He wants him to take a picture of him and his wife. <laughs> the whole thing goes awry somehow. And then Stephen Colbert looks at Larry and goes, you will fail. <laughs> That's Stephen Colbert. And I w- it's like, it is truly amazing. More than any other network or probably production studio in history. If you get to pick, if you're a kid and you're sitting at the table, and they've got all the production studios in mm-hmm. front of you in the form of college football helmets, pick edge HBO. Oh, right, yeah. Because yeah. this shit is an... It's like... They just keep casting you in stuff. It's like being in the Roy family. You're yeah. set for life. Yes. You're going to have yes. money forever. You'll be in shows forever. HBO, man. Yeah. It's not just TV, Barrett. No. It's HBO. That's right. It's not an ad. They don't actually pay <laughs> us anything. They almost did once. They almost did. All right, we'll be back next week with what? What do you? I, we have so much to watch. More Succession. Um, I've started the Great season two, only through one episode. It's been very enjoyable. Um, I'm excited. Don't say anything else. I'm sad because there's too many yeah. shows right now. Yeah, I feel confused about where to well, we, aim we, my we, eyes. We had a lull. There was a lull, and yeah. now the lull is over. Is what's is is what happened. A lot coming up. A lot yeah. coming up. Back into Succession. Um, very very interested to see. How specific or non-specific they keep the politics moving forward, but yeah, yeah. phenomenal episode. I, 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 he, I would not be surprised in the least if next episode, it's almost like it never happened. Like it never happened a little bit, yep. and then the like the following one, it'll be back in the play as like a the you know one of the main plot points. But like the the, the way that this show like checks in, you know, it's not always continuous, right? Um, it makes it so that they can kind of like, you know. Put a put one of the plot points like back up on the shelf put for a, a minute. It, yeah. Put a pin in it, yeah, and then come back to it. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. It'll be really interesting, though. Oh man! Uh, if you want to watch The Sopranos with us, Barrett and I are working our way through The Sopranos episode by episode on Patreon.com/slash Oysters Clams Cockles. Friendly to first-time viewers and repeat watchers of The Sopranos, we have a companion podcast for every episode. 
through season four, episode 11 at this point. It's been a blast. Uh, you can support the podcast by pledging on patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles, a minimum of what? Lemon pledge. Lemon pledge. You need more lemon pledge. No. No. I think it's a minimum of $5. No. Yeah, minimum of, five, minimum of us. five. Yeah. Patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles. You can probably find five bucks in your couch. Five bucks is nothing to you, Logan Roy. So get on there today. Enjoy The Sopranos with us. And we'll be back next week for more of the best shows and movies available to you. A friendly human. (laughs) Have a great weekend. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We love you. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next time for another helping of oysters, clams, and cockles. (laughs) 